Say so, hey, this is uh, Gene. I'm uh, joined by a good friend of mine. His name is Michael Bruner. I guess you go by Mike. Um, Mike, uh, thanks for uh, stopping by Serving Up Comics. And you're going to help me review a very special uh, anime, which is uh, we're big fans of this character, Godzilla. Um, a small introduction to Mike is uh, he was... We worked together at uh, several um, wedding events. We used to work at a wedding videography company. And um, Mike, you kind of uh, mentored me in editing. So we have one of uh, my mentors on. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into this review. Well, professionally, I am a, a professional videographer. I found a way to turn my passion for movies into a living and I'm the luckiest guy ever for it. Mm -hmm. um, aside from that, I'm a writer. I'm working on uh, my first uh, feature film. And oh, I love Godzilla. Let's say, other than I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, Livermore, Oops. with uh, my wife and mm -hmm. our two cats. And uh, can't think of much else all that interesting about me. <laughs> Well, hey, Godzilla destroys San Francisco and, um, well, him and the Mutos in the 2014 movie, so. Little... There, there was one moment when I saw that film where they say a Muto is going, th is going through Livermore, and in the theater, I just, yay! <laughs> just call out my hometown. Yeah, is that pretty close to where you're living now, or? That's, that is the town where I live. Oh, okay. Dang. So those destroyed. giant cockroaches stepped on part of my town, and Jeez. oh, I couldn't be more proud. Darn Mutos. Um, so Mike, we're, uh, I had you watch uh, Godzilla Singular Point. This is an advanced review. We might have uh, found this, uh, this copy through uh, illegal means, but we're not going to really elaborate on that. We just saw it. So uh, Godzilla Singular Point, this is not the first Godzilla anime. Um, that was a uh, Godzilla. It was on Netflix. It wasn't really good. Have you seen those movies? Um, the Godzilla anime I planet planet of the monsters uh, i did not like any of those films i really wanted to like them i really did i i love the concept behind it here's a new godzilla in the future godzilla has evolved into the beast of the apocalypse that everything moves around and however and I love the evolution of things like Mecha King, uh, Mecha Godzilla. I I liked King Ghidorah in its new form, but in the end, the creator didn't said that he had no interest in Godzilla movies. Uh, he had like, no interest in the monster, and he had an interest in the character drama, and that's what came out. And to me, that was the least interesting part. Wow. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I don't know why you would want to do a Godzilla movie if you if you don't like Godzilla. You know, that's just on nonsense. But I, I kind of felt that for this anime, uh, the creators on it they seemed they seem pretty um, on it for um, for their Godzilla knowledge. Like they seem to appreciate the monsters. Um, what I love about this anime is it really showcases not just Godzilla, but all of the creatures that Toho owns, like it has Rodan, Rodan's, Rodan's actually, because they're a flock of like birds. They're like Hitchcock's birds. Um, Anguirus is just kind of this like lazy dinosaur that just 
<laughs> doesn't want to be picked up um freaking manda they have manda too right a bunch of mandas mandas they have a bunch of mandas swarm of mandas godzilla of course and correct me if i'm wrong but like in the fourth or the fifth episode do they have i don't that's not supposed to be gabra right that's another monster entirely i didn't spot any others they were pretty sparse in mm-hmm. the creatures yeah oh wait a minute baragon that, baragon that, that weird that that weird faced monster with uh the graspable appendages yeah we know this series quite well don't we <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well baragon's one of del toro's favorite monsters actually I, I didn't so know that. yeah it's just in top three he just likes the design but um what did you, what did you think do you watch like a lot of anime because i i really enjoy anime as well i'm just like really a big fan um some series will grab me uh okay. full metal alchemist one punch man uh knights of sidonia some animes really grab me not all do like never gotten into dragon ball oh, okay <laughs> no, i think not. you would yeah i think that might be past your time you know because yeah. those are really like 2000s kids like me love that show you have so. too old for that yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, at least uh, for this, it seems like they really had a lot of, they take the most use of the medium because there's a lot of striking imagery. The art style is really neat. Um, the Godzilla skeleton in the end of the first episode, that's really cool. Um, and the way, I don't know, I was just kind of thinking like, I hate to like, like kind of generalize anime, but it reminded me of uh, Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> and just like making this all like just the kind of conservation of creatures you know right not sure if that was past your time too but if you remember Pokemon, yeah. yeah oh and as far as the art style goes it's it's always a compliment to a tv show when i never fast forward through the opening credits hmm and like, the, it, uh-huh. like a lot of animes, it has a pretty lengthy opening credits with a real high energy J-pop song, but it's just so visually exciting. It's just, I, I never skip it. And that's always yeah. a compliment when it's like, okay, you got something kind of fun here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and as far as just being a tribute to old Godzilla, um, one of the, my favorite parts was just the sound effects. Mm-hmm. It's like watching uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars on TV. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of, it wasn't Star Wars in the kind of gl- grand glorious way we all knew, but it had the sound effects. And those just put a, such a smile on your face. Oh yeah, I love the reuse, like the Rodan roar and Geras's roar. You know, of course, Godzilla's roar, which is iconic, which is, uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's a gate being opened, right? That's what they use mm-hmm. for the foley of it, the foliage of it. Um, but Anguirus's roar is like, you know, I love how that sounds. Like Ghidorah has that, like, I know he's not in this, but like, you know, those are really, for Toho fans like us, those are very, like, um, very interesting sounds, you know? The series plays really tight with <clears throat> actually delivering the monster action. I mean, the first episode left me kind of cold because they were playing so coy 
with their monsters. It's like, come on, it's Godzilla mm-hmm. singular point. Yeah. And only at yeah. the end did they show you the skeleton, but the sound effects did a lot to, oh, here comes Rodan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um. well, you know, you know what I kind of, I guess let's go into that. Um, I was really surprised by the use of uh, Jet Jaguar, which is, yeah. <laughs> if any mystery science theater fans are out there, He's one of the most uh, dunked on sort of uh, <laughs> characters in Godzilla films. But like, uh, let's play devil's advocate because I actually like Jet Jaguar. But like, Mike, how would you defend that character? Because he's very well, like Ultraman-esque, right? Well, yes. let me defend first why people dunk on him. Because in the original Godzilla versus Megalon, he shows up in just the most unimpressive way possible. Here's a scientist, he's working on his own. He made a robot. It controls by his voice. The robot goes off, talks to some monsters, finds some other monsters, grows to uh, 50 meters tall and fights him. Mm-hmm. And there is no better explanation given than that as to how he was able to achieve all that. Yeah, well, wasn't he designed by a kid too, right? Yes. So it's it, it was so so half-assed well (laughs) they didn't didn't really try to justify it in any reasonable way the first godzilla they really justified how this creature could come up from prehistoric times but jet jaguar Mm -hmm. just kind of oh here's my robot (laughs) yeah so the new one this Mm -hmm. one is not going to have that same criticism no yeah they built it up very slowly, very consistently. He powers up, but he powers up in very reasonable jumps that you can follow. And the thing that I love about this series is the fact that they don't know they're in a Godzilla movie. No, they don't, yeah. They don't know that Jet Jaguar is gonna someday battle the king of the monsters. Whereas a lot of B movies, you know, just everyone someday this thing will rule the world. Just yeah, you know what you're ma- making here—the mad scientist form. Yeah, but Jet Jaguar. It starts off as something weak and kind of mm. goofy, and his bo- and the guy pilot him is goofy, and they don't. Yeah, know the what old grandpa. Doing. Yeah, they don't have the power. They don't have weapons, and then. Uh-huh very gradually it just builds up and then you'll start cheering for jet jaguar too jet jaguar jet jaguar <laughs> what are what are, what are the lyrics to the mystery science theater um his mother never liked him much <laughs> that's such a good that i love that's like my favorite episode of mystery science theater um all the godzilla ones from msdk i know we're getting a little off topic but this is kind of like how the podcast is if, if anyone doesn't know that by now um I just love all the Godzilla bits and all the Mystery Science Theater 3000, like, because it's just like, was it like the one where the robots crow and uh, Servo are summoning Mothra and Joel gets yes. mad at them like, hey, you're making fun of those poor, those poor people, they just like Mothra. And then Mothra actually comes and tells them like, it's like, hey, you summoned me. <laughs> Mothra has this like really like, he's voiced by Joel, he has this like nasally voice. <laughs> even though mother's supposed to be a girl um <laughs> but i just love that um any yet any like um any any thoughts on how the season ended where it'll go will you stick around for a second season i'm not sure if that's being made 
without without spoiling too much for anyone that still needs to check this out? You know, I absolutely want a second season because the way that this series go went, it was very coy with the monsters. It was very slow to introduce them. And by the time they introduced the king of the monsters, Godzilla, and I was beginning to think they were never going to get around to it because they were so slow. Yeah. They didn't really give enough to really satisfy. Yeah, that was kind of mine main issue with the anime because i'm like oh the end of the first episode it's like oh yeah godzilla skeleton and then like he doesn't show up or we have his tail it's like did gareth edwards write this <laughs> you know because it's just like i want to see godzilla you know because it's like he is the shark from jaws but he does need to make appearances you know you know and, and the comparison is very is very apt just like the Gareth Edwards version. It just gave you little teases. Here's the roar, here's a hint, here's a glimpse of what might be coming. And then when Godzilla does show up, it's just not that long. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, okay, okay, I'm okay with this. As long as you follow this up with another sequel and you give me some real Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess that's kind of the main criticism, would you say? Um, I mean, you would recommend for people to watch this, but... Absolutely. Especially yeah. people who are already a fan of anime. It is absolutely what I like to call based on the anime, anime metaphysics, mm -hmm. where people aren't as much talking about 50 meter tall monsters and how to bring them down. They're mostly talking about the metaphysical forces that created this situation and the metaphysical calculation machines that will get them out of it. Mm -hmm. Anime metaphysics, Full Metal Alchemist, Evangelion, they all kind of- Oh yeah, I, down are, you, are you an Evangelion fan? I didn't even know. Oh, I can't say I'm a fan. Oh, okay. Darn, I love that series, so. I feel like that series, um, went a little too far into its own metaphysics. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but it's, you know, it's created by uh, Hidaki Anno, Anno, and Anno is just a weird guy. So don't, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta understand that he's the weirdest. We love that guy, but yeah, definitely not for everyone. So I will one say reason, that. One reason I did like Planet of the Monsters is because it didn't fall into the metaphysics. It was a survival story. First movie was surviving on an earth with Godzilla. And of course they mostly fail. The second mm -hmm. one was surviving on an earth with Godzilla and Mechagodzilla and they mostly fail. Yeah. And the third film was surviving on a world with Godzilla and space dragon King Ghidorah and they mostly fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't like this, but I guess we would recommend this. It does, it is slow, we will say that. So kind of watch at your own caution so we will say that so um, and i enjoyed i enjoyed the characters yeah uh, no one was there to be just the the comic relief uh, mm -hmm. douchebag people yeah. were kind of the anime tropes right yeah but you still had the tropes you still had the the clever girl you said oh and one thing that they put front and center is that there's a little cartoon dog and for anyone curious about this the little cartoon dog or the anime dog mm -hmm. is an AI program that gets into a brilliant young scientist's computer and it takes that avatar to talk to her. 
And I found that tremendously charming. She'll be sitting there and eating her noodles while she's working. And the anime dog will be also eating noodles while talking to her. It's, it'll text her and it'll be talking to her. I, I found it endlessly charming. What did you think? Um, it was very, uh, you know, uh, very anime-esque. Um, you know, just I love the little, it's, it's, it was just cute. You know, it was just a little Hello Kitty sort of dog in this like <laughs> monstrous anime. It was nice, you know. I, I like stuff like that. You know, not everything needs to be like grim and gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the rest mm -hmm. of the characters, I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. People responded reasonably to the fact that they felt that their world was being destroyed. The adults acted like adults. And even though the answer was anime metaphysics, they all seemed like smart, reasonable people who are trying to figure it out. So yeah. I found it as plausible as an anime could be in that mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So Talk about plausibility when we're talking about giant monsters. I don't know how reasonable that yeah, is. But. Yeah. Well, hey, that's that's a good point to kind of wrap up on. Um, I want to say uh, we have a quick giveaway for any viewers that are watching this on YouTube. Um, I am wearing my uh, cavity color shirt, if you haven't noticed, of Kong versus Godzilla, as I'm putting this up to the camera. But we do have a giveaway to announce. If you retweet this episode on Twitter, you will receive a digital code for the 4K of Godzilla versus Kong. And I will randomly select a viewer who uh, retweets this. So be on the lookout for that. We'll announce it. And um, yeah, um, you could get a free giveaway. And this was a pretty tight movie. So yeah, I'll uh, um, be glad to uh, just raffle away because I don't use digital codes. It's all physical media, baby. That's all right. Um, Mike, where can uh, people find you at? Any social media, anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Brogan Video, my, uh, my video production company. Also on Instagram, Brogan Video, and uh, been slow from since the pandemic, but I'm always there. Cool. Yeah, well, well I could definitely uh, recommend his, uh, you know, uh, company. I worked there for uh, for a minute as an intern, so definitely uh, have to get out there. And if you have any weddings in the Bay Area, definitely go there. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, G9892. You can find the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press on Twitter at the Waffle Press Podcast on Instagram. We're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, <laughs> sorry, Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Um, even if there's, you know, there could be something you don't like, even if you don't, so subscribe anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional.